Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we are going to talk about uh, Idaho and disunity within the Republican Party that has become very, very public. You know, we've talked about how the Republican Party is factionalizing between what could be considered mainstream, regular conservatives that are semi-normal people and the far right that displays a lot of authoritarian characteristics that generally very unhealthy for a semi-functioning democracy like the United States. This, uh, this break has become very apparent and very public in Idaho. The first thing you need to know about Idaho is that the governor and lieutenant governor, they're not necessarily political allies. They don't run on a ticket together. Okay, so the elected governor, the people or the person who the people of Idaho elected to be governor is Governor Little. Governor Little is on a state trip. He's down in Texas at a meeting with other governors. The lieutenant governor has taken it upon herself to uh, act as governor in his absence and issued an executive order banning employers from requiring vaccines of their employees. That is entertaining in some ways um, because Governor Little has made it clear that he will uh, rescind that as soon as he gets back. She also attempted to mobilize the National Guard and send them down to the border. Now, luckily, Major General Garshak is, uh, I don't know, like has read the, the Constitution, has read you know, the laws governing this, and basically told the lieutenant governor that the Idaho National Guard is not a law enforcement agency and that he was unaware of any EMAC, which is a, an emergency request that one state issues saying they want help from other National Guards, uh, from other states' National Guards, and, and basically just kind of told her to go away. Um, now, this is all entertaining because nothing was uh, permanently damaged. You know, Governor Little is saying that he's going to undo all of this as soon as he gets back and uh, that the lieutenant governor is not authorized to act on his behalf. The thing is, this is the second time this has happened. Happened back in May as well when the lieutenant governor issued a mask mandate uh, ban, a ban on mask mandates. Um, this is something that the people of Idaho need to remember. If somebody is, uh, let's just say, so overcome with the power granted by the absence of the governor that they begin issuing executive orders, this might not be somebody fit for the governor's office. Um, from what I understand, the lieutenant governor plans on running for governor. Whether you agree with the actions that the lieutenant governor was going to take here or not, this display of a power grab should weigh pretty heavily on you. If she's willing to do this, knowing that it's going to be undone and knowing that it's not going to make her look good, that it's just the raw exercise of power I can only imagine what that says about how she might act if she was actually given power.
for the rest of the country, this is something to take note of because it highlights the discord that exists within the Republican Party. We've talked about the 11th Commandment and how you're not supposed to criticize another Republican. That commandment is slipping away. They aren't operating by it anymore. They're taking shots at each other pretty regularly. And if there is a a moment for the Republican Party to weed out the overt authoritarians in their midst, it's now. If there's a time for those people who are just conservatives to take a stand and say, we don't want to have anything to do with this. We actually kind of like having a semi-functioning democracy. It's this moment. Because if they wait too long, their party will be overrun with those who are into political grandstanding. Those who are in for attaining power for power's sake and then using it. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.